Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to yet another edition of Blondie's Books here on Story Cuppings. Blondie, say hello. Hello. So today, after dragons and owls, we are diving into yet another animal-centric book. Um, I, I know this this author you have been almost I, I we could probably say obsessed with uh yes. blondie would you like to tell us a little bit about your experience with the author katherine applegate i love her books she's just a very good author she like like the way she reads her stories you can't you just can't put it down oh, that's a pretty snazzy sounding author now folks may know of her name because she wrote what is it the one and only ivan Yes, and she also wrote The One and Only Bob, the sequel. Did you like The One and Only Ivan? It was okay, yeah. <laughs> We're not reading that one today, though. We are checking out a different series Catherine Applegate wrote that you have adored. That cover looks like it's going to come off because you've <laughs> reread it so much. Um, what is this amazing book that the media didn't touch because they were making a movie about the one and only Ivan. What's this one they should do instead? Endling the last. Wait, but but it's not the end. It's book one. You'll have to find out. Oh. So this it's the book we're reading is Endling the Last by Catherine Applegate. Now, Blondie did point out to me she was hoping we could read two chapters instead of one. It's kind of short. But no, because this is first chapter book reviews, Blondie. So if the first chapter is short, then that's what we've got to work with. Aww. So we'll we'll just we'll see. We are not reading the entire book here. Fine. <sighs> Well, that should tell you something about how much my daughter loves this book. Okay, so we are going to look at its tiny first chapter, and maybe we will have a chat about the effectiveness of tiny first chapters. Or ineffective, but I have a feeling I'm getting a look that says I am wrong when I say that. Okay. All right, Blondie, tuck in, and let's take this sip from the Endling, chapter one. Chapter one, Endling. Long before I heard the word, I was used to being last. I was the runt, the youngest and by far and away smallest of my seven siblings, which meant I was the last to drink, the last to eat, the last to be protected. As the lowest ranking member of our dwindling pack, I accepted my place without resentment, much resentment anyway. It was, perhaps, only fair. My failings were many, or so I was often told. I was too young to be clever, too small to be helpful. My feet were large and clumsy. They tangled when I ran. My coat was untidy. My manners dreadful. I once ate an entire leg of antelier before my rightful turn. I was, I was curious to a fault. I wandered too far and wondered too often. I was, in short, a disappointment at my only task in life, which was to do my best, like all Darren's, and s to stay quietly alive. Those days, you'd have to be as likely to pet a unicorn as you would to sight a Darren. Our pack leader, Dalentor, white-muzzled and frail, 
like to speak of a time when our ancestors roamed in great bands, hundreds of dirns at a time, across the Nadaran plains. At night they would form into family groups, gathering around to prepare wild grasses and berries, or perhaps cook the stray badger or cochet. Okay, hang on, just pause for a second. I know there's, there's only like a page left, but I, I'm 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 catching. There's we have a very unique name here, Darn. What's a Darn? I mean, and 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 I'm not gonna let Blondie answer that question because I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I mean, because this is part of the world building. We have here something that sounds very normal. I mean, we've seen, because you, you see the cover of the book, and it's this dog standing on his hind legs with... Her. Well, I'm sorry, standing on her hind legs. Sorry. I can't tell. Okay, and, and she's got a belt on, and there's like another animal and stuff. And okay, but we don't we just know that these are animals. We we don't have a lot of visual with this idea of a darn. Um but we do understand the concept of the runt of the litter. We 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 as human beings have seen this often with animals where the runt is just kind of neglected or left behind and is just not really expected to survive. So it's always a shock when it does or, you know, a pleasant surprise. Um, so that, you know, to get the perspective of the runt is pretty interesting. Um, and already, you know, it gets a little sympathy out of the readers because nobody likes to be treated as a runt. No, nobody likes being forced to have to be last just because that's be solely because of your size and when you were born. I mean, and for a child reader, that would automatically feel terribly unfair. And so the sympathy already has spiked. Not in a bad way, but like the sympathy has already been aroused in readers. And they are empathizing with this main character. We may not know what Darren's are just yet, but we do know what a runt is. And we already want to see this runt get to succeed and not be beaten down just because they are the smallest. All right, keep going, kiddo. But all that was long ago. Now there were just a few of us left in our, in our part of the world. A single band of four families cowering together, meek as mouselings, hiding from humans, those most unpredictable of predators, hiding from the sun itself. Some said there were more Darrens far, far away, living in mountain caves or on distant islands. Some said those sightings were the result of misguided hope. Darrens were often mistaken for dogs. We share many physical similarities. Dogs, however, lack opposable thumbs. They can't walk upright. They aren't able to glide from tree to tree. They can't speak to humans. And dogs aren't, forgive me, the sharpest claws in the hunt, if you catch my meaning. Oh, okay. So, sorry. Now, that in that tiny little bit, because what was that, like a third of the page? We suddenly get a lot of great visuals and foundation world building there with understanding what Darren's are by the simple act of comparing them to dogs. 
again, for a reader of any age, they're going to be able to catch on to that very quickly. And so in doing this, um, Applegate is able to craft and build a unique creature for her story world, but at the same time, by utilizing something that's also very commonplace in our normal, we don't need a ton of explanation. So to have our protagonist narrate just a few basic comparisons, it's just enough for us as readers to catch on with what she's talking about. And it also intrigues us with like, wait, they can glide from tree to tree. They can talk. What? What? And we're, it makes us want to know more about these Darens. What's your favorite detail about these Darens, Kel? Well, they like dogs, and I like dogs. Oh, that, that, okay. Anything else? They're intelligent. Yes, they are. All right. We're going to ignore the brother poking at the door. Yes. Let's keep going here. In any case, whether there were more of us or not, Dalentor feared that we would all be gone soon, slothered for our warm and silky fur, like the Car Carlissian seal, hunted by humans to extinction, or the red marlot, devastated by disease, or the blue-tufted Zygwin, wiped out when its territory was destroyed in the long-ago war. It seemed there were many ways to leave the world forever. <clears throat> we didn't want to believe our days were numbered. But here's what we know, what we did know. Once we've been many... And now we were few. My parents feared I would be the first among us to die when trouble came, and by in trouble, they knew, was fast approaching. I was small, and sometimes disappointing, but I knew I could be brave as well. I was not afraid to be the first to die. I just did not want to be the last to live. I did not want to be the endling. That is, that's a great, last line for a first chapter oh man and that's the thing it's like we got our book title because now automatically we're thinking oh the narrator did end up being the endling oh no because that it sounds like that's that's never what one wants and yet here we could be now we still don't even have this character's name yet no, so we don't even have this character's name yet. We just know the character wanted to survive, wanted the family to survive. And considering how this chapter ends, all we can think is, was this character the last to live? And it evokes a very powerful feeling because no one wants their, no child wants their family torn away. No reader of any age wants their family torn away. And here we have this character, the runt, the smallest, the most disappointing, just hoping they don't lose their family, that they are not afraid of dying. They're afraid of surviving. And what a powerful conflict to be creating here. Because all we can think of now as readers is that that's what happened. Now I know, Blondie, you don't want to be giving anything away. But when you think of the first time you read this book, 
the very first time you read this very short chapter, what made you want to keep reading? It's the suspense that what's going to happen. Is it going to be the online? And that's, you know what? I think that's a really good reason why this chapter is so short. The chapter builds that suspense. We hear about other species that have died out, not just because of people, but because of other things, including a war. And the fact that this narrator mentions that uh, her parents, her parents know that trouble is coming. If all we've heard about is war and disease before this, then something is wrong. So, we can't help but keep reading to find out. I told you she was a good author. And she is. Now, this is a trilogy, right? Yes, I have all three books. <laughs> I've demanded, so. Yes, I know you demanded. Now, I'm trying to think if there was really anything else we needed to say about this chapter, but I think that pretty much covers it. I don't know. Did you have any closing thoughts on this one? Hmm. <coughs> While Blondie's just kind of wrapping up, yeah, I think this is, because we've had, in the previous three books we looked at, there were some pretty long chapters. Yes. Uh, Guardians of Cool Gahul would be a good example. That was a long chapter. We did not get through all of it. That chapter was, what, 20-some pages? Around 10. It was? Um, I don't know. I gotta check. No, I, no, no, that's okay. Well, maybe I thought it was longer. Regardless, it was a long first chapter compared to this one. Um, but at the same time, that you can see two authors' very different approaches to world building. Because you had Lasky, who was taking our time learning about species and an animal's makeup and the family dynamic and the what might be going on, but we, we don't know for sure. Whereas this, this is very cut and dry. This is all like, I'm the youngest and the smallest and nobody expects anything from me and I just don't want to be alone. I mean, it's very brief. And I think also that brevity gives us a bit of the sense of the character as well. Um, who is, I, we don't know. Blondie's not going to give me any clues. But if this character is not interacting with family, it makes does make me wonder if that family is gone. And again, we'd have to read on to find out. Mm -hmm. So I can see why my daughter so strongly recommends Endling the Last. And I bet if you have a young reader in your life, they would enjoy this book too. Especially if they liked the one and only Ivan then they should definitely keep giving at Catherine Applegate a go. Now, what's to next? Uh, our next book going to be? It's a writing book to fitness. Oh, we're going to read a book about writing. That's awesome. Yay. Yay. All right. So until next time, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. Cheers.